You are listening to The Fold Uncut, an Access All Areas podcast from behind the chair here in Dubai, where we share the stories of the women in our community that I'm sure you will find relatable. We have an open door policy and our main objective is to connect women from around the world. We provide a space where women feel safe and supported and we want the same for our podcast. Disclaimer, nothing is too liberal for us. Hi girls and welcome to episode two. Um, I know that a lot of you have been waiting on this episode because you know our lovely Emily, the owner of The Fold So Well, and I know there's lots of um, hints, tips, tricks and a little bit of juice in this story that you probably have all been waiting to hear on. Um, So Emma, if you just want to reintroduce yourself a little bit. So hi, I'm Emily. I feel like this episode is going to be quite emotional for me, so let's just bear with me and I got the tissues ready. So yeah, I opened the fold in December 2020, about eight weeks after I had my first daughter. Um, And yeah, here we are two years later and I feel like the fold has grown in so many ways that I couldn't even imagine that it would. And I'm so grateful for everyone that's been along my journey with me. So obviously you and I are best friends, so I've kind of been on this journey with you, uh, but let's like just get straight stuck in there. So what on earth made you decide to open a business during a pandemic <laughs> and have a baby all at the same time? Um, so yeah, isn't it funny? I feel like most people go into business so naively and oh my goodness, I totally did. Um, I think the reason why I wanted to start The Fold was one, I thought I could do it better um (laughs) that's fair enough um yeah and I think in some ways like I love what we've created and I do feel like the culture and the team like I couldn't have asked for anything more but the business side of things oh my goodness like I really had no idea about but I think yeah essentially I wanted to create a space where my team felt appreciated where women could come and feel accepted um you know when you walk into the fold the interiors place such a huge part it's such a calming space and I think I just wanted to have somewhere where I could go and feel a part of something and not just for me but for my clients as well um so yeah so yeah probably three years ago is when I decided my husband and I Gyps his name's Simon but we call him Gyps any of my close friends know we call him Gyps um we he, he was the one actually that was like, you know what, babe, we can do this ourselves. We can, you know, make this work. Um, he definitely is somebody that is like my biggest supporter and yeah, pushes me to do better and be better every day. Um, so, so yeah, so off we went, we found a space and this is all like pre COVID, right? I think we'd started to hear a little bit about COVID, but it wasn't, you know, the COVID that we know now. Um, So we went ahead, we found a space, which is not actually the space we're in now. It was in Motor City, just a little bit further up. Signed contracts, all super exciting. Um, And then about a month later, we found out we were pregnant with Isla. So that was completely unexpected. I mean, our focus was on the salon and having a successful business. And then next minute we were pregnant. By this point, we'd signed everything. We'd handed money over. So 
we thought we'd be open within six months and um lockdown struck and then yeah lockdown and it didn't work out like that we also found out that there was some rule that had been bought out in dubai and anybody that lives in dubai knows that there's always things that change sometimes <laughs> yeah. day to day. um so yeah we went to build long story short we were told that we couldn't build there because any new salon had to be on a ground floor i don't know whether that's the rule now it's probably changed again so you know time kind of went on i was getting more and more pregnant um we were in court at this point to try and get out of the contract with the real estate um we'd spent probably between 150 to 200,000 at this point. So we were quite heavily invested into it. Um, And then we got down the track. We won our case actually to get out of the contract, but there's a clause to say, if you have the keys, you have to pay the rent until you give the keys back. So we ended up losing all of our money anyway. um, And I'm getting more and more pregnant as well. So we were kind of like, if we don't keep going, like that's a lot of money to lose. So we found the space that we're in now, which I loved. Um, I did want one of the outside spaces, but we we couldn't afford. But I love where we are now because it's kind of like... Just a little milk. It is. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we signed that space and we kept going. Um, So... Yeah, it was a lot as well. Like we had to um, get a loan to finish off the fit out and we had pre-approval for the loan. Then when we went to go and get the loan, this is in the prime of like COVID. So we went to get the loan and the bank turned around and said, actually, no banks are giving any money out at the moment. And we had a rent check coming out the next week. So it was all touch and go. It all worked out. We were able to get the money and start the build. Um, And then I think I was 33 weeks pregnant and my water broke with Isla. So we were planning on having the salon opened and then I was going to have Isla, but she decided to come a little bit early. So I think... Just like her mama. I think that definitely, like, we realised then that our priorities had to change. Like, we had this little baby, so we had to focus on that. So we kind of halted the build a little bit. Um, And once we had her, I think it was... Yeah, well, eight weeks after we had her, we opened the doors. Opened the doors. Yeah, 22nd of December, 2020, yeah. we made it. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So, just rewind back. So, obviously, you've got this space. You now don't have this space because you can't build there. You found out you have an Isla. And so, at this point, at what stage do you decide you're going to start taking on staff? Like, how does that all fit into the story? Um it kind of all happened organically. Um, you and I were working together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd heard along the grapevine that you weren't 100% happy. So we had a conversation. Um, and then my very good friend who also works with us, she also was thinking about moving. So it kind of all happened organically. So I guess before we were open, like, I mean, you guys knew about yeah. it at the start of the year and once so we signed. to think that me and you you and I weren't even that close back then mm. um, and then now yeah. I sat here what a yeah. difference three years makes you know like yeah. I couldn't do and it and I mean and that. that was such a stress as well because obviously I you know said to you guys you know come on board the fold and it's going to be amazing and then I didn't have a salon to open like you know so that was another stress you know having a team but not having a salon open um 
but yeah, but thankfully we were able to open on the twenty. Was it the twenty? Me and you started on the twenty second, and me started on the twenty third of December. December. So yeah, literally a couple of days before Christmas. What were we thinking? By the way, um, listeners, if you um, are wondering why on earth did we decide to do that, it wasn't our choice. We were supposed to open on National Day weekend. Um, that was like our fourth open date, but. Yeah, what it's like here. It's just a little bit more delayed than delays after delay. Um, But yeah, gosh, I remember that day. I think, you know, Isla being born a little bit early, I had to feed her so regularly. So I wasn't sleeping. I think that first day, I'll never forget it. My good friend, Amy, she was the first client to walk in the door and she came up to me and she gave me a hug and she's like, um, Ems, I'm so proud of you. And I just broke down crying because I was just like, I think all the emotions of, you know, having a baby, starting a business, no sleep, like there was so much riding on my shoulders that I just kind of let it all out and then I had to go and work like a 14-hour day <laughs> because it was mental. It was Christmas. Um, I remember locking me and you in the cupboard and you were like, I've got baby sick on my shoulder. <laughs> and I was like, it's okay, we can get through this. We've only got seven more clients left to do and this is at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I can't imagine leaving an eight-week-old to work a 14-hour day and I did that back-to-back. Yeah, I think the thing, the things we do as women, we're such a resilient like species. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, yeah. So as you have already acknowledged, and I think it's fair to say, as your friend, um, you did go into this a little bit naively. Obviously, you had the support of Gyps and your friends and your family around, um, and I know you've done a lot of work yourself to sort of get to where you are now. Um, but obviously, I do know behind the scenes it did cause. A little bit of a disconnect between you and Gypsy. Are you comfortable in sharing? Yeah. Yes. So, um, like I said, we were we were trying to open at the height of COVID. Um, my husband was super unhappy in his job. He'd been unhappy for quite a while. Then COVID came around and I wanted to start this business, which he was fully supportive of. Um, but he had so much pressure, right? Like I was going to have a baby, start a business. His salary was literally everything that we were relying on. And at the time, people were being let go at his his company. So it was like he had this huge responsibility. Also during COVID, he wasn't allowed in for any scans. So the first time he heard Isla's heartbeat was, oh, I'm already okay. I'm like already crying. Yeah, the first time he heard Isla's heartbeat was on a video. Yeah, you I know. Just can't even imagine that now. Yeah. So I think he he was definitely disconnected with the birth, but he also had so much stress going on with work. Um, and even when the night that my water broke, you know, he'd been sleeping on the couch for the whole time because that's how he dealt, dealt with his stress. Um, and when I came downstairs, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, when I came downstairs to tell him that well, I thought I'd peed myself, <laughs> but I'd called the maternity ward and she was like, put a um, pad on um, and then if it happens again call us so the only thing I had was these like huge adult diaper things that you take to the hospital so I walked downstairs naked just with a big adult nappy on and I caught a glimpse of myself and started laughing so I woke him up laughing and he's looking at me going 
why are you naked with a nappy on? <laughs> so I couldn't even explain. Broke the tension at least. I couldn't even explain to him that my water had broken. Well, I, at that point I didn't know. So I'd only briefly um, told him that morning that I was going to pop to the doctor. And then the next phone call he gets, it's like, well, we could be going into labour at any point. Um, so, yeah, there was there was a huge disconnect Um with us and I think just the stress of having a baby in a business that puts stress on anybody's relationship um but my gosh it's so completely different now and then when I fell pregnant with Lenny um our son he was at every scan it was completely different like and I've got to say like me and Jay look to you guys there's a couple now that like when I think about what you guys went through then and what you go through now, like we look to you as like Emily and Gypsy have the answers. Like <laughs> you have the secret sauce, like the way that you talk to each other, the way that you support each other. Like it's so, so beautiful to see that I can't even imagine that you even went through that. And yeah. I'm sure lots of couples can relate to that, that, you know, you've just got to weather the storm yeah. sometimes. And I think like, and we'll go into this more into in the next few episodes it's like we went on such a spiritual journey separately which actually brought us together and I think also that's helped me as a business owner as a mum that I've done that work on myself um and also for Gyps like for him he's a completely different dad now he has a different job his headspace is completely different so yeah and it's you can so see it yeah um so obviously at this stage listeners are probably thinking and I know that loads of our clients ask us this on a daily basis and we're all quite open with each other what made you decide to have Len so quickly after having Isla (laughs) after you just had the little bit of a bleep show that was open in the salon um and how did you like get through that I think so any of our clients would know that I was super sick throughout my whole pregnancy um, to the point where I'd vomit blood, which your first pregnancy, I just thought everything was normal um, when in fact, actually, you shouldn't really be that sick for your whole pregnancy. So for me, we had Isla. She was such a beautiful baby and we wanted to have a sibling for her. And I knew if I didn't go straight away to have another one, I wouldn't have been able to do it. And also anybody that knows me knows that I like to have 10 balls in the air at one time. And if I don't, then that would actually yeah, stress me out more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs> um, and then moving like past that sort of time, I obviously know that behind the scenes after having Lenny, um, you did suffer with postpartum. I think it's fair to say, and yeah. like we've never actually called it that, but <laughs> as me sat here now, like I'm realizing yeah. that's what, what it definitely was. Um, I know that was tough. How did you... Obviously, we had staff leave at the same time as you had Len, basically. Yeah. Um, so I think no matter what happened, you would have had it anyway because I think it was just... Yeah. I think it was like, not that I'm a psychologist or a counsellor or anything, but I do feel as somebody who was so is so close to you and saw you go through that, that um, it was almost a delayed reaction from everything else that had happened, but it came out after you had yeah. Len. Um, how did you like manage to keep spinning the plates and yeah, I think show with, up every day knowing that I think like that? And, and like that's the hardest thing right like being a boss being a leader like you would know you're the manager at the fold like you can't have a bad day because everybody relies on you for everything and I wouldn't change anything that I've done but 
it was a lot. Like it was a lot. I know that when I had Lenny, he was three weeks old and one of my stylists called me to tell me that she was leaving. Um, and there's a whole story around that, but like I wasn't gutted about her leaving. I was gutted of where she was going and, and the reasons behind it. Um, but yeah, I, like that just, that just broke me. And I didn't, I, I remember, do you remember sitting around the family table? There was Gyps, me, Amy, who looks after my HR stuff. And I remember sitting there and I just, there was clients in the salon and everything. And I just broke down and cried because I was, and I was like, close the doors. I'm done. I don't want to be a part of an industry that is so, like, what's the word? Like, so. So cutthroat. So cutthroat. And I was just, I was so broken at that point. Um, But also I've got people that rely on me, you know, like, I've got the girls in there, they have families to support. It's not just about me. It's about everybody inside it. So you, whatever is left in me, I had to get up and make sure it worked because it wasn't just about me anymore. I think even though that was an awful time for you and for the salon, um, it did teach us a lot about maybe things that we've done in our past to other people that we've now grown from and we would never do to anyone ever again because we learned so much from that scenario. Um, But obviously, with everything that was happening, that was a big worry that you know, one of our stylists was now out of the game. It kind of felt almost, we did have one of the stylists, but it kind of was back to me and Nevo again. Yeah. Um, so we kind of had gone 10 steps forward, 20 steps back. Um, financially at that point, obviously, you've obviously still got your bank loan. You've still, you've got now two kids. Mm. Chips is, I think he was still in his old job at that yeah. point. Um, yeah. Financially, we where you thought you were going to be at that stage? I've no, like, like nearly eighteen months open. And this stage. is the whole thing about going into business naively. I thought I'd have a salon and be like rolling in it. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd be driving my Range Rover to work. One day, babe. I'm certainly not. Still got the Ford Escape. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and anybody who's in business knows you don't get paid, right? You're paying out all this money to everybody else, and they're all making really good money. And you're the one going home and not taking home anything and don't get me wrong eventually it pays off but that first two years in business literally trying to keep our head above water not being able to have a holiday not being able to buy new clothes not being able to get my nails done every week like the things that I could afford before I had a business that I could no longer afford um so that was tough you know like and and also I started to resent my team a little bit, which sounds so awful. And I hate that I even say this, but I resented the fact that everybody else could afford to do stuff and I couldn't, but that's also part of being business. And I think that was a huge turning point for me because I'm like, if I don't start to love my space and love me and love my team the way that I want to, then what's it all for? So I think at that point, I, um, got a new business mentor, um, Samara, who's amazing. I love her. Mm-hmm. And she was literally, I think, what turned everything around for me because we work on my business, but we take such a holistic approach to what I do that I've become the leader and the boss that I want to be and that I always knew I could be, but I just needed somebody in my court to support me in the way that I needed. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, and you can definitely see that you're finding your feet with all of that now. Yeah. Um, so what's next and where do you see this going now? <laughs> um, I feel like, you know what, two years in, I finally feel like 
yeah, I have the confidence um, and we have so many things in the works. Like it's crazy how many things we have in the works right now, which I can't really talk about because we haven't launched some of them yet. But I feel like for me, my team is incredible and the culture that we're creating is so important. We are looking at um, bringing somebody new on board. So I'm still building that team. Um but yeah, there's there's a lot that's going to be happening this year that I feel like is just going to take it from just a hair salon to so much more. Yeah, can't wait to carry on the journey with you. Thanks, babe.